What's going on you guys and welcome back to the channel. If it is your first time here, my name is Brandon. As always, we do have our Investing Academy as that first link down below. But before we dive into the video today, do you guys notice anything different? I definitely do. There's a big honking thing right in front of my face. Hopefully this helps out with the overall production of the video. We've had the subscriber, Jason, who's been asking for months now to put a windscreen slash pop filter up on the mic. Apparently you guys could hear me breathing and everything. I was never able to hear it. Possibly it's a, uh, a headphone thing, but let me know your thoughts on that because if it's not helping, if it makes no difference, I don't, I want to get this out of here. That's, it doesn't, it's, it's pissing me off, but let's get on into today's video. The topic of today's video is speculating versus investing. And unfortunately, this is the type of video that YouTube doesn't choose to promote, is not a friendly one with the algorithm. However, it's probably one of the more important videos that you watch as a stock market investor. And especially with the whole GameStop situation going on, and just in general, there's been a huge increase of retail investors because of technology and because of these commission-free platforms. We have a lot of newcomers to the space, which is phenomenal at the end of the day. But unfortunately, given the state of the internet and social media and the news, I think a lot of people end up taking a poor direction when it comes to investing or speculating. In fact, people go their entire investing journeys, their entire lives, not knowing the difference. And they may think that they are being a stock market investor when in reality, they should call themselves a stock market speculator. This was really the comment that set me off. Investing GameStonk, which is a funny comment at the end of the day, but as I mentioned in my previous video, probably shouldn't put the word invest and game stonk in the similar sentence. But in starting today's video off, what I would like to do is actually pose a question to you guys in regards to what exactly is it that categorizes or defines the difference between a investment and a speculation? Because a lot of people would argue, well, it depends on what you're looking at, what asset you're looking at. For example, a stock may be considered a speculation because it's riskier and because companies, we don't know what's gonna happen with the future, there's a lot of uncertainty. Whereas a bond on the other hand would be a safe investment. We would consider that an investment because we know what we're gonna get, it's very low risk, it's very conservative, et cetera, et cetera. Now, I would personally very strongly disagree with this because you could just as easily speculate on bonds, whether that be junk bonds, high yield bonds, or even over the short term, speculate on how bonds are gonna react based on maybe interest rates, et cetera, et cetera. And at the same token, you can invest very, very prudently in a number of stocks, especially certain stocks out there. So I don't think the asset type is what defines it. Another thing people will consider is the time frame. For example, this is a common one that long-term equals investment versus short-term equals speculation. Again, although this is true, I would say in most cases, I don't think that's the be all end all because you can absolutely speculate over long periods of time. You could speculate on the long-term outlook of crude oil. You could speculate on the long-term prices of X. There's a bunch of uh, aggressive or more speculative viewpoints you could take over long time horizons. And at the same token, you can also invest very wisely over short periods of time. So I don't think the time defines it, although often it will. And the third thing that I'd like to talk about is volatility. A lot of people will say when it comes to the risk, well, a conservative asset such as a bond or a GIC or a term deposit is automatically safe. That's automatically investment because you're not getting so much fluctuations versus a volatile asset like Bitcoin has to be a speculation because there's a high swing of uh, ups and downs. Again, I think that's another myth 
or another, there's another false to that because keep in mind, volatility in and of itself does not equal risk. You could have a extremely volatile asset that's trading at such a depressed price that it actually makes sense that it's a sound investment. The reverse is also true. You could also have a very conservative investment by nature, but it could still be considered speculation depending on a number of factors. And as you can tell by this little intro here, it's kind of gray. There isn't, in my opinion, and as I was researching this video, every source you look at has a different opinion or a different uh, or a different description on these two approaches. And it all varies. It really depends on who you're talking to. But I did come across a clip, which I'll share with you now. And this will kind of segment into our next portion of the video by what Warren Buffett classifies as an investment versus a speculation. Two kinds of, of items that people buy and think they're investing. One really is investing and the other isn't. If you buy something, a farm, an apartment house, or an interest in a business, and look to the asset itself to determine whether you've done something, what the farm produces, what, what the business earns, and so on, uh, you don't really care whether the stock market's open. You can do that on a private basis. In fact, you do it on a private basis if you buy a farm or apartment house generally. And it's a perfectly satisfactory investment. You look at the investment itself to deliver the return to you. Now, if you buy something uh, like uh, Bitcoin or, or some, some cryptocurrency, you don't really, you don't have anything that's producing anything. You're just hoping the next guy pays more. And the next, and you only feel you'll find the next guy to pay more if he thinks he's going to find somebody that, that's going to pay the more. Now, if you ban trading in farms, you could still buy farms and have a perfectly decent investment. If you ban trading in, in apartment houses or even in equities, if you ban trading in Berkshire Hathaway for the next five years, our investors would do fine, you know, over time. And, but if you ban trading in tulip bulbs, you know, or if you ban trading in, in some Bitcoin, which nobody knows exactly what it is, uh, people would say, well, why in the world would I buy it? Yeah. And you aren't investing when you do that. You're speculating. There's nothing wrong with it. If you want to gamble, somebody else will come along and pay you more money tomorrow. That's one kind of game. That is not investing. So a very clear picture is painted there by Buffett on these two different approaches. And this is something that he's on numerous occasions, as far as history goes back, he's used the example of farms. He's used the example of looking at investments or stocks or assets like apartment buildings or uh, something that actually gives some real output. Although he didn't quite say it in that interview, one of the takeaways that I get is regarding a theory called the greater fool theory or the greater fool's theory. Essentially a theory that states, I'm going to buy an asset today and I'm going to hope that at some point down the road, some other fool greater than me is going to pay a higher price for that asset. And that's my investment basis. That's my approach on buying this asset is I'm going to buy it today and hope that someone else buys it down the road. And he gives the example of cryptocurrency, which is debatable as he mentions. But the idea is that when he's buying such and such asset, he's not necessarily looking for what that asset can produce, such as a farm in terms of the crop that it can yield and the the eggs that the chickens can hatch and the meat that they can butcher up. He doesn't look at it from that standpoint yet. It's I'm going to look at a price today that I can buy and hope I can sell it for a higher price. That to me is a very easy way of distinguishing the difference between a speculation and an investment. Now that doesn't necessarily mean that just because something has no output that it can't be an investment. Gold is one of those other 
areas that Buffett has a lot of opinions on and it's can, again, kind of in that gray area. In my opinion, you can still invest in gold, although it doesn't really produce any output. But that's a clear defining uh, definition number one. Now, here's a statement by Benjamin Graham, which is, of course, Warren Buffett's mentor and David Dodd, actually, from this book. But in my opinion, this one actually resides a little bit better with me. An investment operation is one which, on thorough analysis, promises safety of principle and a satisfactory return. Operations not meeting these requirements are speculative. Let me read that over again. I didn't really read it that well. An investment operation is one on thorough analysis that promises safety of principle and a satisfactory return. Operations not meeting this requirement are speculative. And that right there is actually quite a bold statement when you let that sink in. It's saying if we don't meet these requirements of looking at it from an investment approach, everything else is speculative. It's a speculation. And to me, an easy way, kind of a dumbed down way of looking at it is we could say that an investment or an investor uses data from the past. They often look back using their research as part of their research, I should say, and they use concrete facts to help make a accurate outlook or projection on what they expect to happen. And as Graham says here, with the promise of safety, uh, the, the safety of principle in mind and a satisfactory return. Whereas a speculator or a speculation is more or less, don't get me wrong, you can still use data from the past, but it's more or less about what's going to happen from here. It's about what outlook can I expect to receive from this point forward? Often a lot of that relying on hope, often a lot of that relying on what the future has in store and for things to fall in line. And then a question that comes to my mind to kind of ponder is when you think about something like Bitcoin, right? Cryptocurrency, which again is a very interesting topic. I mean, by definition, there is a lot that's yet to be proven. We don't have a whole bunch of data looking back. It doesn't have, it's not an asset that more or less produces anything. So by default, we would consider this a speculation. And you can leave your comment down below whether you agree with that, whether you disagree with that. In fact, I'll say it now, I'd love to hear all your comments down below on this topic because it is a very controversial one. But even within, my next point here is that even within a speculation, you can have intelligent speculations and then you can have unintelligent speculations. An intelligent speculation is taking on a risk that appears to be justified based on the research and factoring in all the pros and cons. And although we don't know what the outlook is going to be, we can still make a calculated speculation. An unintelligent speculation, therefore, is really everything else. That's going out and buying a stock without knowing what you're doing, or that's going out and buying something because your neighbor did it, or blindly putting your money into the stock market. All of that would categorize it itself as an unintelligent speculation. But to me, what it really boils down to, if I were to share with you my overriding thoughts and opinions, I think it boils down to the degree of certainty that you have as part of your approach or the conviction that you have when you're looking at an asset. To me, I look at it really on this spectrum of if we have our investments over here, which we can say with proper research, with a proper track record, with a proper assessment of what has happened, what we can expect to happen into the future, if that's our investment, the further and further we get away from that, the further and further we get onto a speculation. And that's why when people ask me things like, well, what are the best penny stocks to invest in? I get that question all the time. What are the best stocks to invest in under $2? Well, I don't even look at penny stocks. I don't even bother to care for that section of the market because in my opinion, you can't properly make that assessment. You can't say with high conviction often because these penny stocks don't have, or these smaller companies, I should say, they don't have track records to look back on. They have no proven 
uh, history. A lot of them aren't making money and really the future, we don't know what holds in store for them. There's too many outside variables or too many factors that can influence my return. That to me is the way of looking at it in terms of degree of uh, a certain, uh, the degree of certainty on one end of the spectrum you have investing and the further and further away you go, the further and further you have uh, the further and further you are closer to a speculation. What can make things even more complex at this point is that depending on when we look at an asset, if we're looking at a stock, there can be periods of time where that exact same stock would be classified as an investment. And there would be times where that exact same stock can be classified as a speculation. This actually happens all the time. And an example that pops to mind for me is if we think back to the marijuana craze that we saw a year or two ago when legalization was happening and stocks were on fire and everybody was trying to get their hands on the auroras and cannabis, uh, canopy growths and till rays, you name it, because they thought that they were investing in these stocks at great times. Well, in reality, if you had any type of understanding of these two concepts of investing versus speculating, it would have been pretty clear that at those levels, you were actually speculating that the price of these assets would continue to go up. There was no real investment approach in terms of, I mean, maybe you did make an investment approach and you just did a terrible job, but when you looked at these companies that weren't making much money, there was a new field with a lot of regulatory issues still to be kind of uh, ironed out. I mean, even today we still have that as the case, but the point being is that people thought they were investing, yet they were actually speculating. Now, what's fascinating about this case scenario is if we looked at these same stocks today, well, now can we ask the question, is this looking more like an investment? That's one to kind of let sink in. And to me, that's actually a pretty good, uh, it's a pretty good example of how, depending on where we are, we get these different cases. We saw the exact same thing during the tech bubble when we saw all sorts of companies like Microsoft and Cisco and Amazon trading at crazy multiples. People that thought they were investing we're speculating. You know, you have to ask yourself at those points and at those valuations, valuations matter at the end of the day. We always have to look at valuations. That's why I look at a company like, on a side note, Lockheed Martin right now, which I know uh, another viewer, I think Chris has been begging me to talk about this company. Lockheed Martin trading at a PE of like 13, 14. That's looking attractive right now. But when you see stocks trading at insane multiples, you need to ask yourself, from an invest, if you're looking at it from an investment approach, how much further can that go? How much, how much more growth can we expect if we're paying insane prices like that? And I think that's really the problem is that we see investors all the time today, who are looking at the price of a stock. They're looking at the quote of a stock, not so much looking at the business itself. Again, all tying back to the greater fool's theory and what Buffett said in that little interview about, you know, buying something for the output, for the earnings, for the dividends. I think that's really a big mistake. Not to mention that. To cut kind of to uh, to boot with that when you are speculating in stocks you do find yourself experiencing a lot of psychological biases more than you would as an investor in my opinion when you think about things like FOMO which again we're seeing very much today you have all these biases and fallacies that work with you as we talked about on the channel before that really impact the speculator and you're often subject to making some really big emotional mistakes versus taking more or less a, a, a logical investment approach Really, I think at the end of the day, to kind of summarize this video, my one of my best takeaways and tips that we can use if you want to know whether you're uh, investing or speculating on a very uh, top level is if you're interested in a stock because the quote has been going up and because you're seeing the percentages going up day after day, or you see over the past six months, the stock is up X percent. If that's what's drawing you in, 
you are very likely actually speculating in the market and you're buying a stock for the price of the stock for the for the quote rather than buying into the business itself and buying the asset, which is the way that it should be. And don't get me wrong, I shouldn't say that it should be. You can absolutely speculate in the market. There's room for that. There's room for that in everyone's portfolio. Even a conservative investor, you just have to be aware that you're speculating. You know, you don't want to get it mixed up and crossed, crossed up thinking that right now we have all these exciting areas of the market and I'm investing in, you know, electric vehicle stocks at these crazy multiples because I'm so excited for it. And, you know, I've already talked about electric vehicles many times and, you know, I could be wrong. You never know. You have all these penny stocks or even now we can say Wall Street bet stocks, these meme stocks, which are exciting. And you may think that you're investing in a nice new area with a nice up and coming technology, but we've discussed this time and time again. That doesn't mean that you're just because there's a new underlying technology that doesn't justify the price you pay often. Valuations always matter. And we have to keep that in mind. So at the end of the day, those are really my thoughts on investing versus speculating. There is a there is room for it as long as you're aware that you're doing it. As long as you're doing it either by choice or maybe you section off part of your portfolio and say, listen, this is where I'm willing to be a little more aggressive. I'm maybe willing to experience the outcome, whether that's positive or negative. But in general, in my opinion, if you're watching this channel, you should be looking at it from an investor's approach. And I do tend to lean with the more value side of things. That's just what resides well with me. And I think if you if you think about investing the same way Buffett would in terms of actually buying, you know, like a real estate asset and drawing rent, or if you think of it like buying a farm or, or a company, which is actually producing something for you, I think that does lean you towards more of the value uh, to the investing side. But just keep in mind, we got to be careful in the market that we're in, especially for any new investors out there. But that's it for today's video, guys. I did have one more point that I wanted to cover. I'll throw it in. I'll throw it in because I really like uh, this top. I like this analogy. If you're somebody that thinks of investing in terms of finding an asset, whatever that asset may be, finding what that asset is worth and paying a lower price for that. The analogy that I came across recently, which I really like, is you think of that like a barrel that is trapped under ice that is thawing, right? We want to buy these barrels that are just waiting to break through. And as the spring comes along, as the sun heats up that ice, sooner or later, if we're buying investments that are undervalued or below what they're worth, that barrel's gonna submerge, or it's gonna, uh, the opposite of submerge, it's gonna, it's gonna prop up to the top. That to me is the way, if you see eye to eye with that, then you're thinking more like an investor. If you wanna play hot potato and you wanna jump in and out of stocks, and you wanna play musical chairs and try to get in and out and quick gain speculate, you're probably a speculator. That's it for today's video, guys. I did wanna hear each and every one of your thoughts. In fact, I'll actually just leave the question, what is your definition? of investing versus speculating. Because again, there's a lot of ways to look at it. But if you guys enjoyed today's video, I'd really appreciate it if you give it a thumbs up. Again, this isn't the type of video that gets bumped up well in the algorithm, but I do think it's very important. I think people need to see things like this, not so much the other stuff that YouTube promotes, the other junk. YouTube doesn't want us to be good investors. That's just the reality of it. If you're not already subscribed to the channel, we post a video every single week, so be sure to subscribe. Don't forget to hit the bell for notifications as well. That way you're notified when we make a post. And as always, we do have our investing academy. If you are looking to be an investor, you wanna learn how to invest in the market, not speculate, and you need courses and training, click the link down below because we have a community entirely online all across Canada where we can help take you step-by-step step through the entire process. But as always, I thank you guys for watching. I'd love to hear your opinions on the pop filter. Hopefully it's uh, helping out, but I'll see you guys in the next video.